0: yo what's up everyone is your man dj mr chris with another fresh dope episode of hip hopka lips that's what's up everyone thank you so much for tuning in to another episode thank you so much for just taking the time to listen to your boy yap i really appreciate it before we move on onto to today's subject as well as the guest i got to give a couple of special shout outs first mr michael carmona Who lives here in Temecula but who's originally from Arizona? Much love to you, man. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Chris on a weekly basis. I got another Arizona love shout-out that I have to give to Lady from Lake Havasu. Much love to Dina Granger. Thank you so much for the support, Dina. Also have to give some Texas love shout-out to Miss Celeste Gayton, who's a frontline worker working during this whole coronavirus pandemic, y'all. So much love to to not only them, not only to them, but to each and every single one of you guys that tune in. You want to make sure that you listen to the next episodes because I just may call out your name and give you some love, y'all. That's what's up. So today's episode of Hip Calypse is dedicated to the city where I'm from. A place called Oceanside, California, a.k.a. Side or the O if you're really nasty. But check it out. I have two. Oceanside icons and legends I have Athletic God Mr. Jerry Garrett on the show as well as founder, CEO of a little movement that y'all probably have heard of and I know that you guys have heard of S.O.P. Strong on Peace Founder CEO Mr. Omar Green is on Hip Calypse. It was a pre-recorded interview that took place last week It's very impactful y'all So make sure that you share this episode with your friends And make sure to show Omar and Jerry some love and some support y'all DJ Mr. Chris is just trying to show a little bit of side love. love For so long And my special guest today ladies and gentlemen Are two of the finest gentleman that I have had the opportunity to come in contact with throughout the duration of my 48 years 40 almost close to 48 years of living I have the owner the founder of SOP which is an acronym for strong on peace based out of Oceanside, California I have mr. Omar Green on the phone with him many of y'all know him as OG I have an Oceanside iconic Legend. If you guys don't know or never heard of this name before, I'm sorry. Y'all not from Osterside. This man is renowned because of his athletics, because of his football presence and skill. This is one of the finest men that has ever graced the halls of Osterside High School. I have the football guru, the basketball guru, the whole athletics, you, you, you name it. This man excels in every aspect of it. I have Mr. Jerry Garrett on Hippocalypse with me as well. What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing?
1: What up, what up? What up, what up, Chris? How you doing, man?
0: Hey, man, I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good, y'all. I'm doing good. Thank y'all so much for being on Hippocalypse. I really appreciate it.
2: Hey, man, thanks thank for you for having me.
0: That's what's up. So check it out, man. We're going to dive right into it. I know that y'all time is... I know y'all time is precious, and again, thank y'all so much for being on the show, Omar. I'm gonna start out with you, my man. Sure. We had had the opportunity to work together way back in the early '90s. Yes, sir. At that time, you were throwing around this SOP.
2: This SOP.
0: I thought it actually meant something else until you told me what it was about. So now let's fast forward. To 2020, almost 30 years after the fact, and you have seen not only this acronym of Strong on Peace turn it turned from just a cliche or a word that was used into a movement. Give the listeners the backdrop on Strong on Peace. How did you create that? What was the backdrop? What were you going through to come up with this whole idea to up to where it's at now?
2: Oh, Chris, man. strong on peace, like you said, um, manifested way back in 94, you know, during that time, I think that was around the Rodney King thing was going on, but as well as myself, just growing up in Oceanside, I had, um, ran around with a crowd, you know, did some things in the streets and just messed around, but it really wasn't my thing, you know, and, um, always in the back of my mind, I wanted something more. I always thought about peace. You know me, I was always cool with everybody, diversity and things like that. And so, um yeah, when I came up with Strong on Peace, it was during the time of some violence happening on the streets, some police brutality was going on. And um I just wanted to try to make a difference, man. So, you're right. During that time, uh, I actually got caught up myself in the mm-hmm. streets. Mm-hmm. And um Strong on Peace took a little backseat for a little while, mm-hmm. but uh, during, I think it was year uh, 2003, maybe, I moved to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, somebody from Oceanside sent me an old t-shirt, which strong on peace, I had airbrushed at one of the local SWAT weeks there, and uh, right then and there, it just hit me, you know, it was just the perfect time to get it going again my life was going in a better direction and you know timing is everything so we got it going again i think it was here in north carolina about five years ago we had a trademark new patent and Mm -hmm. since then we've just been out trying to inspire people to um be strong man and keep the peace you know we we say strong on peace is Wearing the gear, supporting Peace Through Fashion. If you're wearing it, you're thinking about it. and So uh, we try to give to the community as well, man, whenever we get a chance to. And um, I just like to see it move forward, maybe go trendy like some of these big names, but with something behind it, you know?
0: Yeah, th- you know, this whole thing was um, intriguing to me, which is one of the reasons why I asked you on the show because quite obviously, you know, the nation where where we are today, um i understand in, in your case it may have been because of and this is coming from the website where i did some re- research on the whole movement itself you know how the streets were back in old society in those in, in those days but now is it true that not only back in those days was it for like the gangs and the drugs and everything like that that uh you or anyone else may have been associated with now is probably taking on a whole new mean, a whole new meaning, especially with uh, the racial tension as well as perhaps what you know the LGBT community is fighting for. So, how do you feel about your movement encompassing not only gangs and drugs and street violence, but also uh, racial
2: transformation? That's what that's a that's a good question. Um, you're right, in the beginning it did start like that but as I grew older myself, I came to realize that peace was more than just a fight for stopping the violence. Peace is peace within oneself and also just accepting things for what they are and accepting everybody for who they are. So the L B T movement that you said uh, the Black Lives movement and racial equality and diversity. Peace is all that. Everybody wants to live in peace, and at the end of the day, just have a peace of mind that things are going well for themselves, and they're being who they are, you know? Right, Having, right. The, strength, having the strength to just be who you are and take the steps and moves you need to be to do so.
0: Right, right, right. And I tell you, man, it's... um. And that's important, no doubt. That's important and you know, your contributions to movements such as that, man, I'm telling you, they don't go in vain. I'm wa- If I'm watching, I know other people are watching. Mr. Garrett, the man, the myth, bro, you dedicated your life to sports, football. Let me ask you a question. And this may sound like a, a crazy question. But before we touch on that, what does Oceanside mean to you, my man?
1: Man, I tell you, um, being a product of Oceanside, being a kid here in Oceanside, it's like a melting pot. You meet so many of so many different nationalities, races, uh, coming from different backgrounds. And when you come to Oceanside, you come together like a family. and And it's like... Right like like a feeling that you got brothers if you don't have brothers you got sisters if you don't have sisters it's just a big family
0: okay so jerry you you dedicated your life to athletics what motivated you to be the best bro you 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 are the best you as far as athletics is concerned with regards to Oceanside the first person that comes to mind is Jerry Garrett how much work did you have to put into to become the best
1: well thanks uh for that um one of the things I, I did um I wasn't I had good friends like OG and and Kevin Hardaway and a couple others that wouldn't let me do certain things push me in other directions So I I really had uh, one thing to do, and that was work out. (laughs) Um, Stay on top of perfect my craft is what they used to tell me. June, get over there. Go do this. June, get out of here. They see mischief coming our way. June, get home. You know, stuff like that is some things that that kept me on the right and kept me strictly in gyms or or on the field um, doing the things that I love to do.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So now I know the thing is, is that, we we know that you're a, an awesome athlete mm-hmm. let's go back to the days of Ultraside, and i apologize mm-hmm. for this man because uh I, I, I i'll be 48 this year man and it just seemed mm-hmm. like it was it was so far away but still yet so close
1: yes sir saying i'll be 48 I in november had, and go
0: ahead i, I know that you had i knew no, no problem i know that you had an un. Mounting pressure because of who you were. Explain the days of Ultraside High and the pressure that you had to undergo with being the best in the nation as a football player, as a basketball player, as a baseball player.
1: So in 87. Uh, that graduating class, they had Junior Sayal, Maury Paul, Sainu, New, um, and a few others. Um, Maury Paul, Cy New went to San Diego State. Junior Sayal, as we know, went to USC. We had some issues on campus. I was a freshman then, and there was issues on campus with SAT scores and grades. Anybody who knows the story, they know kind of what happened during that year. Um, but there was some issues with uh, some people's SAT scores and Now they have to be, you know, Prop 48s and stuff like that in college. Well, it was also a a national leader, um, that was in that situation to where it brought a, a a fine eye to the Oceanside Academic Program. Mm -hmm. Um, once that hit, it wasn't a fact that, you know, I was ineligible or any of that stuff. I was the next biggest name to come out of the area, um, at that time. So, with us having a mark, with the school having a mark on them with um, uh, a few of the athletes going to uh, colleges and not having the correct SAT scores or whatever, it put a lot of pressure on me to walk a fine line. Sure. I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. I was a kid and didn't have uh, um, too much of a home backing to, to force me to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Again, I was able to get away with a lot of things where even on at school I was able to get away with things. I was on campus but I wasn't in class. Mm-hmm. And so I was always at school but I wasn't in class. Okay. And um, uh, it, it kind of it hurt me. Um, it hurt me because I was following the lead of the leaders. The guys that were before me. Um, that's what I saw them doing so I was only doing what they were doing. But because of of faults by many adults in the in the um, Oceanside High School, it, they let some of us kids slip between the cracks. I was one of those kids slipping between the cracks. Okay,
0: okay. It, so I did, and we don't necessarily have to. We and before I get back to you, Omar, but uh, just just this one point, Jerry. Uh, I did mm-hmm. see a couple of articles written about you, and we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to. We don't necessarily have to get into it, but Mm -hmm. the articles that I read from the L.A. Times. So was that it was that a pretty good depiction of what was happening in your life at that time? And for the listeners that's listening, I encourage you to do some research on Jerry Garrett. You you won't be disappointed. First, second of all, Mm -hmm. there is a lot of if you're asking what happened that you can, uh, as Jerry alluded to, if you know the story, but if you don't know the story, I encourage you. you know to go online and do some research, but Jerry, was that a, a accurate depiction of
1: what was happening in your life? At, the, at there the- was a there was a lot of that that was true, and then a lot of that that was um, kind of the reporter putting the spin on it to um, to um, uh, just a little bit. But mm-hmm. again, it was uh, what I was going through for the most part. It was what I was going through as a. 15, 16-year-old young man, which is why I am the way I am now.
0: Okay. And I want to touch on that. I, I want you to hold that thought, and we're, we're going yes, to touch sir. on that. Omar. Okay. Yes, I read, sir. I, I read your profile. Uh, I, I went onto your, your website. And before this is over with, you guys are going to have an opportunity for all of the listeners to find you on social media and etc. So I went onto your website and I took a look um about strong on peace. And again, we know that it's a we we know that it's a movement. You've always been big in the fashion, my man. I I remember Back in the days when uh, you know we were associated with guys like you know Rick the Freak and other people uh, as <laughs> <about the> <laughs> you, you, know, you were real. You were real big into fashion. Um, how much, as far as your fashion influences are concerned, who were some of your influences in fashion?
2: Oh, that's funny you said that. Um going back to some things jerry said and just um some guys in oceanside friends you know my brothers if you didn't have family you have families with these friends of mine so yeah some of my influences one guy in particular kevin hardaway Kevin hardaway? okay <laughs> Kevin hardaway. i remember the day i met this guy he was had his collar flipped up you know the old school alligator shirt the cop it was pink had his rag wipe off his sweaty head and the whole nine, and I looked up and down myself and I thought, wow, I need to get my gear picked up. So uh, there's a lot of influences in Oceanside, as you know. Everybody back in those days wanted to be dapper, you know, the OGs, what they call them. So you I had an influence. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead.
0: You you know you know what I love about Oceanside. Um, there's a saying that steel sharpens steel. You know, there's, excuse me, there's some great talents that come out that that came out of Oceanside and that are still doing some things in Oceanside right now. Steel sharpens steels, and Oceanside has always been one of those cities to where if I didn't know something, if I didn't know about something, if I didn't know who could do it, it was easy to find out who's doing it. Uh, because as Jerry alluded to is a real tight knit community is well diverse and there's a genuine love for everyone and so um, I know Omar where you are right now it was pretty, I'm not going to paint the picture that it was pretty easy for you to get to where you are right now with your movement but I know um, the influences that you had these were people that were also perhaps doing some things as well and they pushed you along to say hey let's make this happen who, uh, so aside from Kevin, and shouts out to him, what were the other people that was pushing you? I know, you know, Carl Green. Uh, oh, yeah. Guy, we man. had um,
2: Man, it was... I had a handful of people behind me at the time when this ideal come came up. Uh, Paul Ely, some of you in Oceanside might know Paul Ely. Eric Robinson mm-hmm. was a silent partner with me. Him and I were... Actually, he was helping pushing me along. We were designing some items. This was way back in 94. You know, if you read the bio. Right, I mentioned, right. Uh, I mentioned a couple friends also. Who else was out there? It was Cedric Davis. I don't know if some of you from outside side know Cedric. He drew up some items for me. So, I mean, this has been a long time coming for me. Back in 94, like you said. And um, along the way, I lost my way, but... always had strong on peace in the back of my mind so it's always just been something that's been just settling and um just manifesting within me like I said it's it's come to be something more than what it started off to be so it's just been a lot of influence along the way you know and um, I'm I'm go
0: ahead you 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 know looking at the video you look happy brother you look really happy you look you look happy where you are. You you said that you lost your way, but I'm looking at you now,
2: man. You look happy, bro. Did you did you overcome that? Did I, you did, overcome? I did. I okay. did. I did, man. Way let me back when this all got started, um the fire was going, man, but I ended up uh addicted to crystal meth. A lot of people out there might not know that, but I spent about 10 years addicted to crystal meth. And um I moved away from Oceanside just to get myself together. You know, it had nothing to do with Oceanside. It was just me finding myself. And actually, the path is always from the big guy above. And so my page is flipped, and they flipped me here to Winston-Salem, where it all started over again. And, yeah, I'm in a happy place, man, right now. So Strong on Peace is moving. I got this great interview with a brother of mine, from Oceanside, I got another mm-hmm. brother online. so you're right, I'm feeling good, it's just a good time.
0: You look good, my man, and um, big ups to you and your accomplishments for beating a demon, bro. That's it's, it's not every day that someone can say that, man, but it's only obvious that you did, and, and, and it's only obvious that you have a good backbone and a strong backing of people, a litany of people, a plethora of people that was in your corner. For you to be where you are today, shots out to you, man. Definitely shots out.
2: Appreciate it, brother. Thank you,
0: Jerry, Mister yes, What was it like? What was it like? And I want to go back to the steel sharp and steel segment. Mm-hmm. The comment that I made, Junior mm-hmm. Seal. Mm-hmm. Junior Seau, um I had the opportunity. Uh, to meet and talk with him, um, mm-hmm. Junior was a great guy in high school. But I know that you guys had a relationship. How mm-hmm. how did he motivate you to raise your game? And I know uh, you, you know how, how did the Junior Seyals, the the Terry Bonds, the Kenyans. Mm-hmm. What, what did mm-hmm. they do in your life? How how were they an influence in your life, my man?
1: So when you bring up the Junior Sales, I'm a little East Side boy too, and he was from the East Side. So when he made it to where he made it to, and it just inspired us and pushed a lot of us to to do the extra to try to be, you know, Junior or 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 uh, anybody that was in the same conversation as Junior would want to be what Junior is or or more to be um, you know if you're put in the same category as a, as a legend like him especially being promotion size you want to go above and beyond or do the best you can mm-hmm. um, the Terry Bonds uh, Kenya Hunt uh, rest in peace Kenya and Andrew um, those uh, Terry and Kenya were two that kept me on my P's and Q's because they were always up on top of their game so it made me have to stay on top of mine so um, it, it was a thing where competition, like you say, still shopping, still. Um, right. We were making each other better by chasing our local hero. Right. We were chasing June, and we all walked different uh, paths, but all of us, like I tell Terry to this day, all of us have signed checks, but some of us didn't sign the big check. We signed a lot of checks. But might not have been the big one June got a chance to sign the big one Terry signed the big one I signed a lot of them I signed the big one But don't count me out No, no, not at all And I see what you're doing today,
0: brother Tell, tell the listeners where you are today, man what, what do you got going on today?
1: So what I'm doing today um, I'm, I'm uh, again, a community guy I'm coaching football at a local high school I'm uh, coaching girls basketball, coaching my daughter at a local high school as well. And then I've uh, started two uh, businesses. Uh, One is Hard to Overcome, H2O. It's a travel basketball program. Um, We branched off from Elite Dynasty, a program that I've been with for about six, seven years. Before that, uh, Coastal Elite was a program we were with. But um, I've started doing um, stuff in the community mainly for kids and 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 uh those athletes who didn't have a chance or who need or want to get better uh giving them avenues to where they can perfect their craft some things that we didn't have back then um just an outlet uh instead of you know going to quote unquote the homies um make the homies come to where you are and get some work in so that's kind of what we're trying to do you know Influencing what my brother Carl and Omar started What Omar started that strong on peace um, There's you know There's so again I coach at different schools And being from a local City here in Oceanside Being from Oceanside coaching at a local school It's you know cool for me to bring Some of this Oceansideism is what I call it to some of these kids in other Cities um, because Again uh, we love everybody And that to a downfall That might be some of our downfall but so a lot of us get our, our, our props from uh, our big hearts. That's what uh, keeps us pushing. And for me, that's kind of one of the things. I got a big heart. You know, everyone tells me, um, you know, you're not rich, you're not this. Like I tell them, I might not be rich in money, but I'm rich in, in knowledge and in friendship. I got a bunch of people that I know that will call me for knowledge on anything. I know a bunch of people that I can call to get knowledge. So again, I'm rich in friendship and rich in knowledge. The money will come.
0: and and you know what jerry and og what's really intriguing about this conversation because this is a tale of three people that i know that we all had dreams and aspirations but isn't it funny how god works he'll tell you to put some things down or he'll orchestrate some things to where you may not necessarily be on a big platform but your platform may be for those ones or that two or that three or that or or that that smaller group of people to where it can have more of an impact there's people that sit on stages to uh, influence the world but then god may say hey you know what that's not meant for you but i'm gonna give you and i'm gonna let you do what you're passionate about so you can influence a smaller group of people because those are the people that i need you to reach shout outs to both of you guys because that's where I am also as a DJ. I, you know, I got turned down on a couple of radio shows and I, I got to be honest with you. I think I'm way better DJ than some of the people that's on the air, but I'm doing podcasts and I'm happy about it because if I didn't get the opportunity to do that, I wouldn't have the opportunity to interview two fine folks like yourselves.
1: I appreciate I that.
0: You know, Omar, and we're, we're about to wrap it up here, guys. Where do you want to see...
2: Strong on Peace. Chris, you know what I would like? Well, right now Strong on Peace is moving along even more so than it has been in the last couple years just with everything that's been going on lately. And you know what I'm talking about, the different movements. But I've seen a pickup. Um, with Strong On Peace so what would I like to see is just Strong On Peace to continue to grow man I would I want it to be just as trendy as one of these athletic sport deals Under Armour whatever because I think if if it went global and it was just that trendy then people when you put on some apparel of Strong On Peace your mind you go there already it's just a reminder I want people just to be reminded that today stay strong keep the peace and you know sometimes you just have to stay strong so i like it to continue to grow and uh, just to continue to give back to the community as we have been doing the last few years when we can donating when we can and just uh, continue just to inspire people that's what I'm trying to do here.
0: And and you know what when you were saying that uh, something something came to mind uh, Omar and if it doesn't apply I totally understand but how much education has to go into someone having the willingness to be strong on peace? We know that there's a lot of ignorance out there about various races. We know that there's a lot of uh, ignorance about various um, various sexes. And I know that there's a lot of ignorance with people not having the ability to say, hey, listen, I am my brother's keeper. How much, how much education are you willing to put into the movement? Because quite obviously, according to your bio, and I know a little bit as well, you come from a background that in many cities wouldn't be advantageous for people to be where you are. Would you say there was also an educational factor that has to move along with Strong On Peace as well?
2: Definitely, people need to get educated. It starts with the youth, no doubt, man. It starts with just teaching the youth that everybody can be who they want to be. It's okay to be different. It's okay to think different. It what it That's what makes us all special here is the differences that we all have, but it's accepting mm. the differences that mm. people have, you know? Mm. I go home with who I want to go home with. You go home who you want to go home with. That should just be fair right there. It doesn't have anything else to do with me. You know, you treat me fair, I treat you fair. Equality. That's all it is. Education is seeing. If you can see, then there it is there. God has put people on this earth who can't see. You and I, Jerry, we can see, we can hear. So it takes those people to start teaching the youth. And if we can get this youth on the right track, then maybe in a few decades, because it's going to take a while things going to be all right. There's always going to be trouble that just comes with the territory as part of it, but it takes a lot of strength to keep the peace.
0: And, you know, thank you so much for your insight with regards to that, because really the key to the future is, is one, having the vision on what we want to invest into our youth. And so that's very important. And Omar, I know that your movement is not only going to get strong, but it's going to be one of those things that is going to be worldwide and it's going to be embraced, engaged, and accepted, man. Thank you so much, brother, for all of your contributions, not only to humanity, but for the great city of Oceanside, brother. Jerry, I want to piggyback yes. off of something. I want to piggyback on something that uh, Omar was talking about with regards to the youth. You're a basketball coach for your daughter and I've seen an article on um, I've seen an article on San Diego uh, Union Tribune. So I'm 47 years old on B48. Bruh, if your daughter is half as passionate and half as competitive as you are on any field or on any court, I would be deathly afraid to put money up against her or to play her.
1: Yeah, it, it's a uh, one thing, man. Um, my Milo, she's the baby um, right now. She's going to be a junior, her mm-hmm. freshman year. Well, she's experienced a little bit of success because she's always played up, playing and travel ball and playing with her sister, um, who there she's three years apart, and her sister was a uh, all-state player. So with uh, her name is Jada, with Jada leading the way, and Jalen, the baby, chasing. Jaylen has formed We had I had them uh, My Their uh, Senior Freshman year And we wound up Wound up winning CIF And um, There's no Greater feeling Than that bro No oh, greater man. feeling man. Uh, Two of your kids Out there Getting it in Woo! I get choked up Every time I think about it You know what I mean <laughs> But <clears throat> With Jaylynn She's a She's a natural She's a Scorpio uh, She's a natural born killer Man She goes after it um, This year Hopefully we get a chance With this COVID stuff going on Hopefully we get a chance For her to get out And showcase her talent um, Again She's the baby And uh, she's one of those That um uh, she embraces the JG name uh, she embraces being a garrett so it's gonna be fun watching her in the future she's uh, she's you like you said Chris the article it, 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 they don't lie uh, facts those are facts
0: yeah and uh, yeah. she
1: gets out and, and proves herself
0: do you uh I, I gotta ask this question real quick but do you live vicariously through your daughter
2: do, no do you sir
0: You've already, you, you, so <laughs> you had your, you had your acclaim. You had your fame. You see your daughter. Now you're competitive, Jerry. A, a, I'm I, I, think, I, I think I've seen you on a football field and what you were doing for your warm ups, I couldn't even dream about doing for a full three-day workout. That was just, <laughs> but <laughs> how much of that, how much, how much of that competitive spirit do you, Thrive and you say, oh, man, that's my daughter there, man. And and you, I know you feel complete when you see your daughter play, but vicariously, could you could you be living within her? I mean, it's, you know, you got the Kobe Bryant who had his daughter, Gigi. Uh, right. and when, I, when I seen the article, I kind of think of, man, this is kind of like the same dynamic. Do you live vicariously right. through your daughter or do does she feel that she will fail you if she's not to the level to where you were, perhaps?
1: nah see that's the thing um i i wasn't the uh, basketball player that uh, well i didn't get the credit of playing the game of basketball like they do i'm a okay. football guy that right. has basketball knowledge so um all my accolades and anything hanging on our walls or you know hall of fames or anything are all football mm-hmm. so they are. They're walking. They're. They're making their own. They're running their own race when it comes to basketball. I'm just there, trying to guide them and give them the knowledge that I got from certain coaches that I respected throughout my uh, the, uh, basketball career. The Ray Johnsons and the uh, uh, Coach monables the Don monables Those guys are the guys that influenced my basketball knowledge. So with me uh, giving a little bit that old school and that's how my team plays is old school and that's how my daughters play Um, they you know I I love sitting back watching them I don't push them to do anything I don't force them to do anything they can play or not play that's all their choice so um, again I've lived my life and I'm going to continue to live my life and my daughters are going to do and be great in their field whatever it is that they choose to do they're going to do their thing at it and that's I just love to sit back and watch you know them strive to be the best I love them chasing after you know my accolades but at the end of the day they're going to make their own well
0: I'll tell you what man that Garrett name is very strong in athletics and in Oceanside much love peace love and respect to you Uh, best regards to all your family many blessings before I let you guys go OG Give some yes, shout out. Give some give some shout outs to some people that has been in your corner, as well as let the people know where they can find you.
2: Definitely, definitely. Thank you, Chris. Um, I'd especially like to give a shout out to Oceanside, no doubt. That's my home. I love you guys, you two brothers especially. Y'all know that. I got nothing but love for Oceanside. I want to thank Oceanside for supporting me with Strong on Peace from day one. I also like to give a special shout out to Winston Salem, North Carolina for taking me in and um, helping me out with this Strong on Peace, being part of the movement. A special thanks to my partner out here, Alvin Ross, for listening to my story and believing in me and um, just being supportive of whatever I need. Cool, my brother. I love you, man. Jerry, I love you. Chris, I got nothing but love for you too, brother. And fella. thank you. You can uh, find me, Strong on Peace, on my IG page, that's Instagram page for you who don't know, um, at Omar dot You can always, you can always also find me at www.StrongOnPeace.com You can Google it; everything's there to see. And um, again, I appreciate the support, Strong On Peace,
0: Mister Garrett. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate it, Mister Garrett. give shout out. Get some shout outs, man, and let the people know where they can find you at.
1: First off, I'd like to uh, thank you, Chris, for giving me the opportunity to tell a little bit of my story here on on the show.
2: Um, um, the shout out.
1: On, yes, thank sir. You. Shout out to to my brother, uh, Omar Green, right there with that strong on peace, thinking he and I are probably uh, collab and get some things going with me with this youth. Like you said, he wanted an Under Armour type thing. Nothing better than putting it on these kids out here that I have in our group, trying to pursue uh, a, a college level. You know, they have college or D1 bound out there. We want college level bound. And, you know, D1, D2, D3, it doesn't matter where you go as long as you get out of the area. But, uh, again, shout out to all, all the, the families in Oceanside, all, all my friends and families out here that are giving me uh, the opportunity to uh, to build and teach some of these young men and women um, on Oceansideism. Like I say, it's a, a thing if you... Uh, if you're from the area, you know what it is, what we have in us. And it's something that, that that's put in us once you come to this city. Um, shout out to, to just everyone out there staying positive. We need these positive vibes during this time. So shout out to all my Oceanside people who are out there trying to keep their head above water, pushing the small businesses and staying supportive of all the small businesses, making sure that uh, we stay above float here in the city. Shout out to all. I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thank, thank you guys so much
0: for being on the show. And hey, um, you know, one of the things is I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to try to uh, do an ulcercide show at least once a month or every every six weeks. And so uh, I want to showcase some of the talent that has come out of ulcercide or that isn't ulcercide. So if you all know anyone um, that's doing some positive things, such as what you brothers have is currently doing. Hey, shoot him my way, man, because I definitely would like to talk to him. I think it's a, uh, I think it's important for people to know that. Hey, listen, we a positive city, and this th- this is our city here. We take pride in it, and so um, hopefully, I could get the incredible IBS on, so we could talk about, you know, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, no Jack, check this Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, let me not forget a special shout out to my back my backbone, my lovely wife, Madeline Green. She stays in my corner all the time. Madeline, thank you.
0: Madeline Green. What's up, Madeline? Hey re- hey man, hey, listen, I can tell that she supports you, brother. She's she's down for you, my man. You got that smile hey. on your face because cousin for that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 so, so to all of the listeners, to all of the listeners, I'm very proud that I got two of the most influential brothers that I know on the podcast uh, here I want to make sure that all of y'all information is uh, distributed when I uh, do the promos for this you guys it's been great I really appreciate your time
2: thank you again Chris, all right. hey, guys, <laughs> again, you Chris appreciate it. it you got it
0: hey hold the line for a second man hold the line